and welcome to the very first episode of the Simple Politics Podcast in 2024. Wow. It's all new, people. It's all new, all the time. No team woo from Tatton, but fine. You've got a wow. Okay. Listen, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Kelly. Okay, uh, should, should, we, should we introduce the podcast first? No. Where's a structure, no. Tatton? Okay, let's go There's into 24. No, oh. As chaotic as we've always been. Go go for it, Tatton. I just want to talk about Kelly. Kelly's my fave. Go on. Um, Kelly, right, Kelly, who's wonderful and uh, such a amazing, amazing person and uh, probably um, should win personal year. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing but if it was she'd win and coincidentally she has just um become the crystal our first crystal ball patreon backer uh, which means that she um, gets access to loads of stuff. She can watch a video of us doing that doing this whole podcast a video I shouldn't sound like I'm taking them. I mean, this is good. These are good rewards. I'm not taking the mic. They're good rewards. And you support our work, obviously. And you don't have to listen to adverts except for things like this when I'm talking about the Patreon. And listen, Kelly's brilliant. She's signed up. You can sign up. And let's 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 do that. Yes. Real? Thank you very much, Kelly. And thank you to all of our Patreon backers. We really appreciate it. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, maybe your New Year's resolution was to listen to Mm. a slightly chaotic politics podcast. Welcome. We are Team SP. I'm Charlotte. I attempt to wrangle Tatton and Diane, mostly Tatton, in these uh, podcast sessions. Did you both have a good festive period? Sorry, can I just clarify? We're doing the introduction bit now. Yes. Yes. We've gone back. Yeah. We've yes. gone back because you're upset. Yes. You're upset that I cut in. Yeah. No, no, and I'm not. I'm we didn't not, get to do the introduction. <laughs> it's a topsy-turvy little we, section. Lovely, lovely listener. If you were watching the video of this, which you can as a Patreon, you would see Charlotte's eyes. <laughs> she is not a happy it's woman just what, right now. what if we have new people? They might want to know who we are. So, Good you point. Know. Well made. Yeah. Yes. Thank so you. So they can cross the road if they see us in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chaos, my one of my favourite bits, and I literally uh, laughed for so long and so hard at this, and I had been drinking, but at midnight, at the end of 2023, we did, we did a post. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. Here we go. That's the end of 2023. Yeah. Here's to a better 2023. <laughs> And it was just perfect, perfect. I just updated. Yeah. I just updated last year's post, and Diane, and you checked it. I don't think you I saw it. it. I, I don't it. think I saw it. You it came checked it. <laughs> it came through. You checked it. So I had yes, also been drinking. I, yeah, well, I mean, presumably because it was a day. Um, I. I was incompetent. No, it but was you know iconic. What? People loved it. People it, loved it. Yeah, it really. It wasn't iconic. Someone described it as iconic in one of the top comments. Yes. So, I let, mean, it's let, classic let, SP. Start as we mean to go yeah. on. 
but yeah, I saw just, it immediately. Went onto our Slack to see if I'd, you know, signed off, and I was like, nope, it wasn't sent to me, so it must be tattered. And now we find out it's Diane as well. Honestly, the people I work with. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> Can we just rewind that a minute? It must be tattered. <laughs> Just because I'm responsible for 98.9% of the mistakes, because I just do things and don't really think, doesn't mean it's always me. It doesn't, but Thank to be fair. Thank you very much. Right, have we be, done the introduction yet? Yes, but I think so. Uh, yeah, I think we have. I think we have. I think that's an adequate introduction to the kind of podcast this is. Um, so let's move on to the, the more, not scripted, because... We do go off tangent a bit, but we more know what we're doing in this section, right? Yeah? Let's go for it. I've known what I've been doing the whole time. Sure thing. You don't know what I'm doing is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) That is the problem. Right, so the first section of the podcast is Top Posts of the Week. This is where we go over the posts that have done particularly well on our social media pages this week apart from this this time we've got a twist um this is what has been top of our chart since we last spoke before christmas so tatten what's in third place in third place was a post that we did today in fact uh if you're listening so we're, we're recording on thursday and thursday was uh what used to be called fat cat thursday and I was going to use that in the post, and then, like, no one else was using the term. So mm. I don't know if it's offensive to cats or or maybe the word fat is problematic. That might be. I mean, we try and avoid. We don't really use the word fat on the page. It's not a word, but whatever. Anyway, if you earn £35,000, which is the average wage, or less a year by lunchtime and we're literally recording this at lunchtime on thursday Mm -hmm. by this moment now the top ceos have earned what you're going to earn all year this year it's the fourth of january Mm. in the first four that's what they've earned now does that statistic really mean anything no is it interesting? Yeah, it's well, it's a talking point, isn't it? And that's why it's gone off on the page because it's it's a talking point. Um, some people are like, oh, I feel really rubbish about this. So, like, do we know that some people are paid a ludicrous amount of money? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Does that impact our daily lives? Well, maybe, maybe if they don't pay enough tax, then our public services are run down a bit. Maybe. But generally, no, it doesn't appear what other people earn doesn't really impact my life. Although the knowledge, you know, it's the knowledge, it isn't is. it? They're and getting paid. Yeah. And when you when also when you see things like teals of incompetence in, you know, CEO companies who are like yeah, 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 spilling yeah. sewage or yeah, you know, well, whatever, it. whatever. That that's mm. the thing that really riles people, I think. Pay versus competence. That'd be an interesting one thousand one hundred and seventy pounds an hour. <laughs> wow, one thousand one hundred. Se- now I don't even know if that's because I didn't do these maths. Um, mm. So I don't know if that's a working hour or a twenty-four hour. Yeah, I don't I know if you wake up hour. after I've, ten hours sleep. No. You've just made ten grand. Must be working hour. Yeah. Even be. so, it's, it's, it's oh, yeah, incredible. Three three point eight million pounds a year. 
Is that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. And people who don't like capitalism are going to be cross with it. Because mm. it's a capitalist, a ludicrous product of, of capitalism. But the capitalists are like, well, it doesn't matter because as long as everyone's getting doing okay, it doesn't matter what they are. All that stuff. Interesting little post. People had lots to say. And nice. I didn't make a single typo. So, Bravo. in your face, doubters. <laughs> Thank you very much. Diane, what was, what's been our second most popular post since before Christmas? Okay, another one from this week. Um, this is a really popular one. That has been scrapped on period pants as of the 1st of Jan. Now, the government committed to this, well, Jeremy Hunt did way back in the autumn statement, back in 2023, that far off, yeah, <laughs> era. Yeah. Um, but it came Was in... Was he riding a horse? We only had horses <laughs> back then, didn't we? Possibly. Possibly so. And yeah, what they say is, uh, what you know, what's that in real terms? Well, they say roughly it's going to be about two pounds per pair of, of period pants. And for me, this is really just a tidying up thing. So that uh, the, the tampon tax was brought in in 2021. And, and that obviously put a zero rate of VAT on sanitary products. And obviously period pants are sanitary products as well and they're more environmentally friendly so this is just a tidying up exercise bring them into the fold as well on zero percent vat and broadly welcomed lots of chat around the cost being passed to the consumer and i think that's because people feel that even since 2021 they haven't necessarily felt that sanitary products have been cheaper really at all it, or it hasn't felt like they have i think the statistics say they haven't i think no, i think that's I've, yeah. i think i've seen statistics yeah. on that yeah so kind of a lot to but do I, on I, this one but hopefully we'll see some difference we'll see this stuff because the big retailers this time on this presser that that came out have all the big names have put their signatures to it and said no we we will this you'll see it so hopefully so and I mean, period pants, like, I mean, I, I would never tell anyone what to wear and I certainly don't, you know, I don't have periods, but, but period pants are such a great, they're so much more sustainable. Mm. They're so much more, whatever, you know, I, I like, I'm a, I'm a massive fan and I think that this, this bringing it down, I don't know if the disposable pharmacist element of the other sanitary stuff was is why they didn't come down because all those things were like plastic packaging like it's all still quite expensive mm. whereas yeah. a pair of peer pads i don't know yeah um the other thing i would say about this is that uh laura coynton has been campaigning on this mm -hmm. and i wrote about laura coynton back in 2018 uh for my first book the breakdown and it's about people who make change happen and laura coynton makes change happen mm. and for that, she's a very impressive woman. And I think she liked our post. And uh, I was sat at the airport with Katie and I was like, Laura Coins has liked our post. Yeah. And Katie was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> look, have you read my book? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a book. Yeah. No, it's brilliant she's still involved. And she's still like yeah. shouting about stuff because there is still a stigma around periods. And... You know, she, no. she's got some great facts from her own research still that saying, you know, around 10% of girls still say that it puts them off going to school. 
you know, um, when, when they have their period or, you know, people can be worried about PE and there's all, you know, there's all sorts of things. So the more we can do to make just it and we still, easy and we accessible still, and cheap. Is accessible and unstigmatized. Yeah. Yeah. We still make female cricketers and tennis players wear white. Yeah. And that the, the anxiety that causes, that's a real barrier to entry for yeah. people who have periods who are anxious about it. Yeah. Like. So, yeah. yeah. Things moving in the right direction. We're big fans of Laura. So, yeah. Some good news. Tatton, what has been our most popular post since we last spoke? Well, if it's good news that period pants are cheaper, this, <laughs> this is good news. Uh, the government sent me an email like I'm just on their press email list, um, not like specially for me, um, <laughs> like for like three days before Christmas saying that on the 2nd of January, it was like a really far away long-term press release because they were so excited about this announcement. And I genuinely had to read it more than once to make sure it wasn't a spoof, to make sure they hadn't been hacked. Like it's just sometimes... Sometimes when the government says things, and they'd have to say lots of things because the way governing works, I have to worry about whether it's impartial to share it because it's so silly, right? I worry that there's no way of reading that without going, what are you talking about? So the government said, we've won Brexit, right? We've won Brexit, so we can do whatever we want now. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make a pint of wine available. What? So you can buy 568 milliliters because it's still in milliliters. It's still in milliliters, uh, which is a pint. I think 568, um, which is a pint. And so you don't have to be stuck between a half bottle or a whole bottle. And, oh, we've also got a half liter bottle. So all the different sizes. So that, and then it was, it was the press release was going on and on and on about Brexit, and this is one of our Brexit freedoms. It's like, you have done things. We have joined other countries in trade. We've done nuclear deals. We've done we've done things with Brexit. Sure, the people who don't like Brexit will say, "Yeah, but it's not worth the sacrifice." Mm -hmm. And people who really like Brexit will say, "Yeah, but you haven't done it right." Mm -hmm. But we have done things with our Brexit freedoms. And this is what they want to shout about. Like a wine company just said, like, like, like they went to British wine companies and they went, well, we're not going to do it because you'd have to produce eight different sizes of yeah. bottle. And we're <laughs> yeah. trying to move away from glass and away from glass use anyway. So British wine people, which surely we're trying to promote, aren't going to do it. Yeah. And of course, the context to this is that there were plans to kind of go full imperial, weren't there? Yeah. Well, that's what they're yeah, talking yeah. about. And then there was a consultation that the said... One. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the vast majority of people, I think 88% or something, either said they wanted to stay the same with the mixture of imperial and metric that we've already got or go fully metric. And so this is, I guess, kind of the compromise. You can do this if you want to. Have a I mean, I think, I think that, the, I think that the reality here is there's a few different changes they're making. They're tinkering with the with the system and allowing different things. 
And then the press officer was like, well, this is the biggest story here. Mm. People and it love was this. pretty much the only... St- <laughs> it was, yeah, people really... A pint of wine, that's exactly what people in the supermarkets want. Um, it's it, it just... It just does They don't help themselves sometimes. Mm. You know, like, yeah. they do good things. This government, whatever you think of them, this government does good things. Creating a pint bottle of wine is not one of them. <laughs> There we go. Top post since Christmas. Fantastic. (laughs) Let's move on to the mailbag. So this is the part of the podcast where we answer your questions. So a lot of questions we had this week were about what to expect in 2024. Um, But we're going to talk about that later. So thank you for those. But we do have two other questions. So the first is from Nathan. Who asks, if the Conservatives do get voted out, what will actually change? Is there a party that could win outright or would a reform slash Labour coalition be a possibility? A reform Labour coalition is not a possibility. And that's partly because they don't agree on anything. And it's partly because reform won't win any seats now one reason for that isn't that they're not popular they've got about 10 percent of the vote which would mean uh 65 seats right in a proportional representation system but they need to win the most seats in one constituency to get an mp and they didn't stand against conservatives last time so they got no data they don't know where they're most likely to win mm. which is if you look at the green party they are much lower they're like four five six percent i think in the polls mm. But they know exactly the areas because they've seen success in council elections, they've seen success in general elections, they've got four people and they're like, these four constituencies, we're going to hammer because they've got that data and that's more likely to get you somewhere. Reform have very little, except like a a really decent amount of support. Like a lot of people like what reform are cooking, but... They're not going to win a seat. If they do, they'll win one. I mean, they will not have an electoral success. Don't forget that the Brexit party in the previous elections got millions of votes. Millions and not a seat. And UKIP had Douglas Carswell got a vote in the general election. And Mark Reckless also, when Carswell defected to UKIP, he said, but this, to to be fair, we need to have a by-election here to see you still want me as your UKIP candidate and he won that by miles and then mark reckless were defected to ukip and um like just went oh i don't think that people want a by-election i think people will still want me because i'm me and then he got boosted out the next election so no reform labor are going to win probably if, if, if things if they don't mess it up Labour are going to win. Someone described, I think Barbara Castle described uh, described an earlier situation as walking across a very slippery floor mm. in your socks, holding your precious vase. That's what mm. Keir Starmer's doing at the his moment. Polling lead. He needs to get his pre- mm. yeah, mm. his polling leads, his precious vase, yeah. and he needs to get it from one side of the room to the other without falling over. Yeah, I think Labour probably going to win a majority. What's going to change is. I don't know, not that much at the moment, not that much. But what Keir Starmer's saying is we'll just have a whole different mentality even if some of our policies are quite similar. Mm -hmm. We'll be coming at it from a different way and we'll be aiming to make the country better. 
Yeah. And we'll we'll know more about what Labour are thinking in due course. But first, Maisie asks, or pleads even, please say there will be something, some positive changes to look forward to. Will there well, be? Well, uh, first, po- first positive change. I'm going to throw it over to Diane in a second, but first positive changes. I'm sure that at some point this year, I will be busy and not be able to do a podcast. So you can just actually listen to the people who make sense in the SP podcast. And that will be something you can enjoy. Diane, what's the first? What change? Uh, there's some policy things I'm looking forward to this year. Um, is that weird to say? That probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Not for politics nerds like us. Go for it. That's what we live for. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some positive things I think will happen this year. I think, you know, the childcare thing that's already applications are open to get increased childcare, I think will be good. I think national living wage coming in in April, rising will be good. The fact that we're going to have elections to talk about is going to be just... I mean, we're at the edge of our seats already. It's it's early January and we're just gauging. We li- we can't get a handle on how much of this you want because we could talk about it all the time. We could have a daily podcast already um, and there's 10 months to go and we don't well, want to bore I'm, the so pants I'm just going to cut in. Yes. Our bonus Patreon episode, which we do we'll every to. month, is our dedicated election election special mm. which we do which we'll do every month and just talk about people's chances and priorities and all that kind of thing so do subscribe to patreon if you'd like to get that bonus episode sorry Dan. no you're, you're fine i just i think that alone the fact 2024 is a general election year i joined sp in 2019 for the last one didn't think i'd make it this far but I have. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's not to love or be excited about? Mm-hmm. Thrilled. Yeah. We've got the US election as well. Yeah. Which is very exciting. I'm going to actually finish my PhD. That's going to be the most positive change yeah. for me. <laughs> Brilliant. So crazy. Just I mean, it's not, it's it. not really, it's not, for me, it's not really a change, but uh, the cricket season <laughs> will arrive. And we can all watch cricket. Um, I just, I just, I I mean, I agree with that. Like election years are when everything can change. Mm. We've got, we've definitely got London mayoral election, Manchester mayoral election, West Midlands mayoral election coming up in the, and loads, loads, loads loads more coming up on the 2nd of May. And that's, that's going to be where cities or areas or regions stand up and say this is who we are and that whoever they elect you've got Wes Streeting for the West Midlands he is out and about representing the West Midlands everywhere as is Andy Burnham as is Sadiq Khan that's what they do and those are hugely important elections and I'm really excited for that battle Mm. there's talk of still whispers of Jeremy Corbyn standing as an independent in the London mayoral election, which would make that very interesting. Um, He's very popular in London. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sadiq Khan is quite popular in London. So, I mean, that would make that a very interesting race. Um, Lots of very ideological, who are we as a city? And then, yeah, the general election. Who are we as a country? What do we stand for? What do we want? It's it's so exciting, and we're going to have this debate 
this national debate and actual hard policies that we can say, mm-hmm. right, well, this party wants to do this. And then you can say, well, I don't want that. And it's like, okay, cool. That's that's fine. Go, you know, vote for something else. Oh, and then, oh, I do want that. Yeah, that's That's how it works. Who are we as a nation? What do we want? It's coming up 2024. Yes, Maisie. There are always positive changes to look forward to, whether that's in politics or life. And if you can't see the positive changes to look forward to, then go out and be the change. You can do it. Oh. Jesus Christ, who even are you, Charlotte? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh my God. It's heartfelt. That, that I was, mean, it was really heartfelt, yeah, it but, really it felt, but it just... Mm. I mean, yeah. sorry, that was really. I, can we, we we should edit that bit out. Uh, don't, um, yeah, people will get the impression I'm yeah. optimistic or something, and not the. Um, cynic, and people will get the impression that I would that I would talk yeah. you down, which I certainly mm. wouldn't do. Oh dear! Right, let's move on <laughs> before we get any more sentimental. So, third part of the podcast: it's general election campaign watch. Yes, we're looking That's at snappy, isn't it? It's, yep. it's so snappy. Yeah. What's been going on? Tatten, start us off. Well, uh, it's the start of the year. We were all building up. We are all building up to uh, the year, because on Monday, Parliament's back, right? So they can't all trundle mm-hmm. around, the, around the country like they're doing at the moment. We saw the Liberal Democrats. Oh, my gosh, the Democrats were brilliant. Oh. They, like, hired a removals van and said, Ed Davies conservative removals company and i was like oh that's really mm-hmm, that's not what i'd have gone for um <laughs> and then i saw oh and ed davy was wearing like a high vis yes uh but like a liberal democrat color high vis um the the thought they've put into this let's face it nonsense is incredible and the way they just because then they had a then they did a photo shoot of lots of activists presumably holding cardboard boxes like as if they were removals, but they they forgot to pretend there was stuff in them. So they're <laughs> like, well, hey, no. it's too light. <laughs> oh. um, there's no method there mm. um, from the Liberal Democrats. I want to know what the Liberal Democrats stand for. I want to know their policies. I want to know if I can get behind that or if I can't get behind that. But it was also very silly. And I do also look forward to Liberal Democrat stunts quite a lot. And then the opposite of silly yes. was the Reform Party did their uh, did their 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 thing. And um it was like Richard Tice, who's their leader of reform. And he said, and guests. And everyone was like, oh, Farage is going to be there. The big unveiling. They're going to have like a big piece of paper. He's going to run through it. And then the guest was um, Habib, what's his face? Who then said, complained that the Northern Ireland deal had been done without a shot fired. Yeah. And um, the press were like, sorry, in Northern Ireland, where should we be shooting? And he was like, oh, I didn't mean, I didn't mean shooting. It was quite a painful moment, but it was a very serious thing. Uh, Tice warned about Starmageddon. Which, to be fair, is the kind of things the Liberal Democrat would have said. But he did say it without his tongue in his cheek. Mm. He did say it. He really meant it. It was all quite formal and quite stuffy, that one. Um, But that's their party. Gosh, we just finished Keir Starmer today. Not a small party, obviously. Um, He didn't 
tell us anything. But he was full of passion and vim and vigor, and he was yeah. like, we're, "This is the this is the thing. We're going to be different. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna make a difference to this country because we're putting you first. Oh, and also that twenty eight billion that I promised that the conservatives keep saying I shouldn't spend. I'm probably not going to spend it. Is what he kind of said. He refused to commit to it, which means it's in the bin. And then Rishi Sunak, I'm expecting him to do a proper speech tomorrow. Mm. Uh, on Friday, if you listen to this on Friday morning, like you should do, not waiting about to listen to us do this. Today, I, I'm expecting him to do his actual speech, but instead, it, today he was, um, today's in Thursday, he was in the East Midlands and he was chatting to like people in a college or something. And because he, he thinks, his people think he's really good with the public. So these little events, these Q's and A's with real people, are we're going to see a lot of them for Rishi Sunak. And in fact, the opposite for Keir Starmer, because Keir Starmer wants to seem prime ministerial, so we're going to see a lot of speeches on podium. Yes. From him, I think. A hundred percent. And we noted today, his are always in like massive industrial manufacturing venues with something of British industry behind him. You know, they're Mm. they're like really stage managed. So it's Keir in front of something really impressive and British. And that's his whole thing he's going for. And Rishi Sunak's people are trying to get him to look like more of a man of the people. And the word on the street is he's going to do tons of these town halls. Rishi Sunak is going to be all about the small town hall sessions in this campaign. So, yeah, really. There there was a video. There was a video on this point. I wasn't going to mention it because it confused me. Mm. He invited, Rishi Sunak invited four uh, Home Office Border Force people to come and have a chat with him about small boats and the horrors they've seen. And, you know, these people were absolute heroes. They were like, we... We don't know. We, we, we need to stop these gangs because we deal with the fatalities. We deal with, you know, and so it was, I was very impressed with them. But he'd invited them to number 10 and then they filmed it in the canteen in number 10. So they were all sat around drinking mugs of tea, which is that man of the people look, rather than if you invite someone to number 10, if I got an invite to number 10 to talk about whatever it was, I'd be slightly surprised if I was led into the canteen for the video. Um, I, I presume they got a nice tour as well. But these were, these were hard, you know, mm. but it, it really proved that point. Mm-hmm. of how Rishi wants to come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And today we've had some news, speculation about when the election might be. Yeah, I think uh, R- Rishi yeah. got asked directly when he was in Nottingham by ITV News, it was, and and, and asked repeatedly, there was follow-up to this, you know, when, when are you going to have a general election? And he said, it's his working assumption. It's going to be the second half of the year um, because he's got lots to do. That's what he said. Lots to get on with. He's got to do the stop yeah. the small boats thing. He's got other policies. He wants to get through legislation. He needs time. That's what he said. And I'm a bit gutted because that means I'm wrong. And it probably won't be May, like I said a few podcasts ago. But <laughs> 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 but there you go. Got, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, that's the great thing about predictions though mm, you yeah. can predict what you want and then it happens or it doesn't happen because no one knows everything about the True. future so it's like oh yeah it didn't happen yeah. working assumption is an interesting phrase though isn't it because it's his decision yeah, Work, yeah. working he assumption knows. he like, knows yeah, like. <laughs> was it Emily Thornbury who said that it was the biggest open secret yes. in parliament that it was going to be in May she did only a week ago so, yeah, yeah, we will see. And so, still a lot of uncertainty. There is, mm. and with the vigor everyone went off with yesterday, you know, the Lib Dems, etc. Maybe a lot more people were thinking earlier, but it seems now fairly confidently confirmed that it will be second half of the year. Yeah, but still, that doubt—that's the mm. thing. Mm. Mm. Well, we shall see. Let's move forward to our crystal ball. <laughs> this is part of the podcast where we look forward to what is coming up. Having just talked about how we can't predict the future, Tatton, what do you think will happen in the future? Well, I can I can predict the future on this because I know that the comments is coming back and uh, it's sometimes, I, I'm not sure if you're a boxing fan, lovely listener, but often in boxing, the opening rounds, people just kind of feel each other out. They're just kind of nudging around each other's faces with their fists. Whereas this time, Parliament are back and it's a massive punch to the face. It, the, the action's on. It's happening. Get Get your seats ready for Monday because... We're going to have the offshore petroleum licensing bill, which sounds boring because all parliamentary bills sound boring, even though they're actually amazing. And this is going to be the government are passing licenses for North Sea oil exploration. Now, the Labour Party are officially against it. They don't think it's a good idea, but they're not going to reverse these if when they get into power, which means that they will vote against it on Monday, but they could stop it from happening if they wanted by saying they would reverse the licenses, then no one would invest and they could stop it if they want to. They don't really want to. They say they do, but they, 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 they've shown that they, they don't. But you will see, you will see some serious, passionate speeches against offshore licensing. And you will also see passionate defences of of the licensing for jobs, for security, for, for, you know, all these things. People really, really care about this on both sides and it's going to be really fascinating. Um, we'll also probably, ha- it probably won't start till very late because you always have lots of um, mm, statements stuff on, Monday. on the first day mm. back. Yes, and it doesn't start till 2.30 on Monday yeah. anyway. So uh, probably by the time you get home from work, put your feet up. Get a BBC Parliament on. Mm. Have a lovely evening. Yeah. Diane, what's in your crystal ball? Oh, I mean, much the same about Parliament and PMQs being back. And we haven't gone into it here, but, you know, the whole thing around asylum routes and immigration is 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 going to loom large in 2024, as it did in 2023. 
There was quite a lot of to and fro in about numbers and figures this week. And actually, mm. um, an official statistical watchdog is now getting involved to um, to have a look and see what. Yeah, but uh, there was that, some creative counting, some creative mm. counting, definitely massaging yeah, of figures. I think so yes, so expect mm. that. I would say to come up on Wednesday, definitely. And uh, yeah, that's my top tip. There we go. So first episode back of the year and already things are heating up. It's going to be a busy one, but we will be here with you throughout the year every week, bring you up to date on what's going on. So keep listening. I, I will be, if anyone is still listening after my ranting and raving <laughs> today, uh, I, 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 I should, full disclosure, I had a messed around uh, and then didn't get my therapy today. And uh, I think it has certainly slightly more loopy than normal. Uh, I will try to organize more, <laughs> more regimented therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, yes. Yeah, so... I'm sure I won't be this silly. I might be this silly. You, you I feel might like I've be. been overly silly. Today. Yeah, maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm aware that some people say, oh, have you taken your meds? Like as a joke, like if someone's being, but I really do need to take them and have my therapy or, um, or this happens. So <laughs> there we go. We, we love a good Tetonian rant. Uh, oh, 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 one more thing. Please uh, excuse me. Um, I'm appearing at the Faversham Book Festival, the Faversham Literary Festival, uh, at the end ooh. of February. It's in Faversham and it's a book festival. I think that's why they called it that. Yeah. Um, I'm that interviewing sense. Polly Toynbee ooh. from The Guardian about her new book. And I'm interviewing Gavin Esler who wow. used to be on Newsnight and yeah. is now just an intelligent and clever person. And, uh, yeah, so that's really exciting. Um, that is the last weekend of February, it, it, 24th, 25th. It is in, yeah, it's in Faversham, so if you're in the <laughs> East Kent area, do come along, come along, come along. Tickets are on the, um, just Google Fam- Faversham Literary Festival and the tickets will be there. So, sorry, where's that? Was that Faversham? In publishing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've oh, okay. said that right. like a million times. I can't believe you didn't pick up on that. I was just checking that the Publishing Book Festival was in I know Fabersham. that sometimes I say 2023 when I'm supposed <laughs> to say 2024. <laughs> and Diane... Ch- um, but... <laughs> yes, and that's Publishing. There we go. Mm. Publishing, Yes, talking to proper journalists fancy like actual people mm. like actual, really like, clever actual yeah. actual serious heavyweight people yeah. and i'm uh, i'm terrified because because <laughs> well it's me you'll be great imagine this imagine the me in this mood trying to ask polly toynbee about class <laughs> you'll be fine i think it's worth we'll getting it's it. worth getting a ticket yes <laughs> <laughs> You've right. sold it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's enough for one week. Uh, if you've managed to make it this far, hopefully we'll see you next week. Um, we haven't put you off too much. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. 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 bye, bye.
just heard a stripped media production. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.